like Pyrodex, actually, if you've got your 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 uh, flask with a tube on it, or you've got your you know your your measure powder measure, you know that'll go in ten grain increments. You know, as you pull it out, or twenty grain increments. Uh, when you pull it out there to a hundred grains, and you actually pour that out on a scale, mm-hmm. like a, you know a powder scale, mm-hmm. I think it'll probably you'll see the only way about eighty five grain, wow. maybe ninety. Because, but it's equivalent. Its power is equivalent to one hundred grains Ooh, of black powder. I didn't powder. know that because it's a hotter powder. Yeah, it's a hotter powder, and it's uh, but it's light. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking Wise presents. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. We are in the studio again. Yay! <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, man. Wow. Finally, the deer hunting slowed down for me, and uh, looks like Wayne's going to get the deer hunting. Going, yeah, I was say, it's slowing down for you. It's going to pick up for me. Alternative I, method? In three years, yeah. he's going to deer hunt, finally, I, everybody. I got, I got cleared by the doctor today to uh, shoot a gun and pull back my bow. So. All right. He says, but if my heart ain't healed up now, he says, well, just, you know, you're done. You're done. So you'll never make it to New Year's. If the ticker's going to go out, might as well be doing something you like. Exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, guys, my wise eye camera, I'm going to show it to you right now. Uh, You're not going to believe what I captured on my camera. Sasquatch? No. I heard heard they run in the Ozarks. Yeti? (laughs) Caught a wild hog. Oh, did you really? And you ready? Mountain lion this morning. Oh, really? Mountain lion. Yep, on my phone. One of the mountain lion doesn't get the wild hog. Well, it needs to catch every one of them. Yeah, no kidding. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to pull the picture up here. Right here it is. You look at this. Tell me that ain't a mountain lion. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a mountain lion. It's not one of my dogs. Uh, yeah. See the long tail curled down by the sled? Mount, it's a younger mountain lion, but it's a mountain yeah. lion. Wow. Yep. Well, MDC says he's just passing through. Yeah, he just passed through, passing from, through from South Dakota. Yeah, just passing through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the bucks are still cruising, guys. I predicted the tenth would be big day for people to be in stands, and uh, I'm taking a friend this coming weekend, coming in to hunt with me Friday. We're going to hunt Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and I'm filming this person. Uh, we're going to keep it quiet for now. It's someone that's well known and. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he can kill him a nice buck, and we'll have another great show for American Roots. And, and of course, I mean, it is about time for the secondary rut. It is. Uh, the, those, the main burst. Yeah. yeah. The, the Those that didn't get bred first go-round will yeah. come yeah. in again. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we'll announce who we take hunting after we take them because we want to kind of keep it low-keyed. But uh, sure. anyway, activity is picking back up. Scrapes are opening up. I said that last week. Uh, this show this week, everybody, is part two of muzzleloading, and our guest is David Boob Brawley of Brawley's Powder Horns, and the topic of the show, tell them what it is. It's going to be tuning your muzzleloader and uh, dialing it in. Dialing it in. Last week, we learned how to you know, how to go. buy it and you know, get started get set in set up, it. maybe even build your own, yep. like yeah. Boob said. I've always wanted to do that. We, I Only did with that. a pistol. Yeah, I did that. When I was a kid, you'd look at the Cabela magazines and look at those old Civil War pistols right. and think, man, I'd like to buy one of those and build one of those, but I never have. Yeah, yeah that's what I was talking about last week. You know, me and a couple buddies, we all bought them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, well, we asked for them for Christmas. We got them for Christmas. I think we were right. in our 
Well, last year, junior high, and, uh, you know, it was just fun to do. We uh, sat around. And, and we, you took them to school. <laughs> Built them in school. Back when you could. Built but, them uh, in shop uh, You know what? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yes, shop class, we actually did yeah. some engraving in shop class with on the stock. Sure. But, it, you know, it's just the old CVA kits. You what know, and, is wrong with people? Huh? Well, well, I don't know. Guns nowadays have a mind of their own. That's, I guess that's, they that's, do. that's what I'm being told. But Yeah. You know, there are, there are people out there that just commit crimes to just be committing. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say this yep. again. Cars kill people. Baseball bats kill people. Hammers kill people. Rocks kill people. Uh, <laughs> but not by themselves. <laughs> What's just wrong guns. with people? Just Think guns. about it. What's wrong with people? Yeah, society's changed. Yeah, you know, there are just a lot of people out there that are that just want to commit crime. And perfect example, uh, we're recording on Wednesday. On Tuesday night, somebody set fire to the America's Christmas tree outside the Fox TV studios in New York. Are you kidding? Me? Burned it to the ground. <laughs> Because Fox is the number one network right well, now well, of all the, no, the, the it, fake it, media. They are. The ratings yeah, they, are high. They are, but that, that wasn't the reason. He's a homeless guy he was, and living he on the streets cold. of New York. He was he cold. Got, he's got a rap sheet like as long as your left arm, and he just likes to commit crime. And there wasn't anybody around, and he just set the tree on fire. Jeez. You sure it wasn't from <laughs> I ain't going to say no towns. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about uh, sports. What about those Chiefs, man? Uh, Chiefs are playing well. Oh, my. Chiefs are playing well. Six in a row, and right? And your team? Steelers. Steelers, they beat the number one team last week, and they got a long way to go to recover. They had a bad slump there, and their their defense really sucked the last two you know, two weeks prior. Right. But this last week, boy, they, they played good. They showed up in the second half and 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. And this thing about the Chiefs is, you know, before it was, well, the defense needs to get better. Now the Chiefs' defense is really <laughs> is looking good, good. <laughs> real good. <laughs> you know they, they've only they've given up ten or less points in four straight games. I know right? against really good football. But team. their yeah. offensive line is giving Mahomes all the time he needs to throw the ball to. Yeah, they're better, and they're and they and they got well. The long kid came off the IR uh, last week, so he's he's back to give them some depth. So yeah, Chiefs are looking really good. Their offense still isn't right where it needs to be, but it's getting close. Mahomes made Mahomes made some bad passes too. Yeah. Read the, they, the plays wasn't read right or yeah. something, the receiver or whatever. Yeah, but anyway. It's, it's a little bit out of sync. Yeah. High school sports, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thayer, Thayer's on fire. Basketball team for Thayer is really good. Folks. Yeah. Then you got Alton that, that beat Liberty last night by right. eight points. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Cisco kid is just unbelievable. And you just told me, you said, you think the Cisco player. kid's good? Wait till you see. The Andrews kid at Thayer is really good. And, okay. and they're both returning All-Staters. I mean, they're they're both great kids on top of being really good basketball players, and and of course Alton's ranked number three in class two. Thayer's ranked number three in class three. Well, they and when they play Liberty. each other, it's going to be a battle. Uh, well, They'll be coming probably during slow, the Kabul tournament. You can't tournament. play slow paced basketball against teams like Alton and Thayer. And that's no. what Liberty's doing. They're playing a big spread and they slow it way down. I mean, it's like paint drying. I love the team, but I can't. I, 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 it's, it's messed me up. <laughs> He's stuttering. He must really. Well, be. I love. That's my family, you know. But it, it just aggravates me. I'm, I'm not being negative to the coaches or anything. I just I don't like that style of basketball. Yep, I don't. Well, you remember back. Speaking of different styles, remember back in the '90s when uh, Buffalo Bills went with that. Um, uh, what was that offense? What, they just had? showed up on the wise eye. Oh, nice. The. Um, 
Oh, that was it the run and gun mm-hmm. that they had back in you know everybody's like you know what is that nobody could stop them they went to right. what four straight Super Bowls it was like, win it was one, like but you know Air Coriel back in the in the seventies oh, yeah. for the San Diego yep, Chargers San Diego Chargers I mean just nobody had thrown the ball that much ever and and I still say Chuck Muncie one of the most underrated running backs you yeah ever. I would I would agree with that yeah and one of the only ones to ever wear glasses in every game right wore those glasses every game all right so we got uh, Boop going to be calling in here in a minute. We'll be talking muzzleloaders today. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take you to uh, tune in that muzzleloader, dial it right in. Just because your muzzleloader shoots a, a two hundred and fifty grain bullet doesn't mean, even though I've got the same one, it's gonna shoot the same with the yeah. same amount of powder and All the different. same bullet. They're different. We're gonna talk about tuning that muzzleloader, dialing it in, so you can drive tax. Don't go away. We'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey everybody, this is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening. To my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. I've been on a big board for a while. I could load him in the back of my truck. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Big old hill. Year after year. Got my hunting gear. Hornady Ammunition presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. We are in the studio. Redbone Mike Crace on the soundboards and uh, Wayne Locke making notes here. And on the phone, we've got my cousin, Boob David Brawley, owner of Brawley's Powderhorn. If you listen to the first show, we talked about how to get started into muzzleloading. This is a three-part show, and this is show number two. And what the topic, again, is dialing in your muzzleloader, tuning that muzzleloader to shoot right. Boop, why is it important to dial in or tune that muzzleloader to shoot? Uh, why, why don't they all just shoot the same? Well, every manufacturer, despite who it is, you know, or the Thompson Center, you know, tradition, CBA, different ones, they're all different. They're all different. You know, so they, even though they got the, the same, same amount model, of... Maybe, you know, you may, me and you may go by both to say two... CBAs, you know, on the same uh-huh. model and everything, but yeah. they still didn't don't shoot exactly the same stuff, the same charge, the same bullet, you know. See, a lot of people they don't realize it. Do you know that Redbone? Do you know that mm-hmm. they they didn't realize? It. You know, uh, it, it. That's why we're wanting to teach people right now. Because mm-hmm. if you go buy a mother, oh, I'm just going to put a hundred grains in it and get a two hundred fifty four grain bullet and shoot it. Uh, why is it important to shoot a good bullet? Why is it important? Do you, I mean, I know how you are, Boop. Even if it's yeah. a Hornady bullet, you're still going to put it on your scales, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to the thing, you know, they manufacture today's today's standards are really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the bullet manufacturing, the weights, be, you know, between the bullets are super, super, super close. You know, I mean, I'm talking like a tenth 
of a grain, you know, between bullets, you know, and, and uh, which is, you know, something that's needed, of course. But um, when it comes to your muzzle, I mean, you got, oh, my goodness, sky's the limit. It's almost mm-hmm. like center fire, yeah. you know, when it comes to bullets and different things. And a good quality bullet. Like a uh, Hornady, SST. Yeah, SST is a great, 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 great one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that new, uh, what is it, uh, um, pile driver, or not mm-hmm. pile driver, what is that new one they got out? Uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it now. We'll uh, pull it up here, hold up. No, or, or something like Anyway, uh, that'd be a super good one, too. The the uh, um, powder charge, like we say in, you know, kind of like last weekend, or last Wednesday, you, when you're using pellets, be mm-hmm. sure and not break them. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's a must. We want to emphasize that. Them. Yeah. You know, really emphasize some guys, that. even though they'll say, well, my gun can shoot 150 grains of powder. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> and I mean, it means it's strong, but that don't mean it's going to be accurate. Yeah. Here's a question for you. You know, to, to, for, I'm asking this question for all the listeners that's getting started in this. Say they bought their muzzleloader. Now they're going to the range with mm-hmm. it. Uh, I know you touched on it at the end of the show last week, but what's the first thing I need to do? All right, let's say they haven't shot it yet, so should can they bore sight that muzzleloader to get it close? Yep. All right, let's talk about sure that. Can. Sure can. Take take your breech plug out. You know, you got your scope mounted up there, and I uh-huh. think. Mm-hmm. Take your breech plug out. Look down the bore. Mm-hmm. Put that bore on the bullseye. Do, do this at 25 yards. With a vice. Do have the gun in a vice. Do it at 25. Yeah, have the muzzleloader in a vice. right on that bullseye. Look up in your scope. Make the adjustments that it needs to be made till the crosshairs are on the bullseye and your bore's on the bullseye. You know, and if it's best to have a buddy there with you, know, kind of mm-hmm. help you, you know, turn the, turn the turrets for you. And once you've got those two in sequence, you're going to be close. Now, it ain't it. It may, may not hit the bullseye, probably not, but it's going to be close. Within inches. You know, yes. Yeah. So that you're going to, you know, and then um, for a lot of new muzzleloaders, the first thing a person really needs to do is like to take it right out of the box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, it's going to have oil in it. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them's been shipped from long distance. Yeah. So it's going to have oil in it. Run a, run a patch in that thing. Get that oil out of it. You okay, know, powder and, and oil don't mix. Boob, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you. Tell everybody what a patch is, because some of these guys knew. What's a patch? All right, just a cloth, cloth patch. Most of them's anywhere from two and a half to three inches across. That's, okay, you know, your average, you know, forty-five, fifty caliber patches. Okay, um, and your patch jag, which your gun will come with a patch jag. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the. Uh, you screw it on the end of your ramrod. Yeah, you screw it on the end of your rod, and it looks like a little cut, circles or cuts in it, yeah. you know. And you just run that up and down, and it'll it'll pull your it'll pull your patch right back out of there. Or if you just break the breech plug out and shove it all the way through, you know, whichever you desire. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, get that oil out of there. You know, like I say, oil and powder don't mix. So mm-hmm. um, uh, then your first shot, it won't even, you know, make sure your breech plug is through, you know, your hole's all through. And it don't even hurt to snap a cap on it or a primer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to get it, you know, make sure everything's good and clean and through. Then load your gun, you know, and you may have a variety, you know, 
Okay, the st- boop. boop. I'm going to interrupt again. Weight, maybe different, you know, types, and uh, see which one shoots the best. Boop. I'm going to interrupt again. You know. Okay. Okay. Th- th- they just got their gun. What do you uh-huh. recommend? How many grains of powder and what bullet do you recommend them to start out with? Say everybody that's listening right now is shooting a fifty caliber bullet. What grain of powder do you suggest? Well, the grains, uh, yep. honestly, a hundred. Start now. A hundred is a good place to start because, like I say, most all guns are not all these new guns are rated for hundred grain. Mm-hmm. Some of them are rated for hundred fifty grain. But a lot of time you're. Your barrels, even though some of them are getting up, pump up there to thirty inches long these days mm-hmm. and twenty eight mm-hmm. inches, you know it takes a long barrel to burn one hundred and fifty grains. Mm-hmm. And these little guns that's got, you know, twenty four inch barrels, twenty two, mm-hmm. twenty four, they can't burn it. Yeah. it just, you're just blowing a bunch of powder out the end of the barrel yeah. and a big old ball of fire, and it ain't doing you no good. But a hundred grains start out with you know your accuracy, uh, you know. You might try the stick. You may try the loose. You may different brands of primers. Even <clears throat> you know, I know today it's extremely hard to get primers. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, Winchester, CCI, Federal. If you can find, you know, makes you know shotgun primers, and if you can, uh, even that may make a difference, a little bit of difference. You know, and, and what your accuracy, even you know, just just that primer. Yeah, everybody, you're listening to American Roots with David Boo Brawley. We're going to go to a break here, man. We're really getting deep into the show, too, here of dialing in and tuning your muzzleloader. We're talking about uh, the grains of powder, and we're going to talk about bullets and tweaking it even more when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Tippin, and you're listening to my old buddy, Alex Rutledge, with American Roots Outdoors. Eagle Seed presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors again in the studio. And if you just now join us, this is the third segment of show two. And again, the topic of the show is tuning your muzzleloader, dialing it in. And Boo Brawley has brought some great information, Wayne Redbone, to us so far. Yeah, and, and the start with 100 grain, grains of powder, I really like that as, as a starting point. Yeah. And then, and then adjusting from there, depending on how your gun shoots. And, and uh, mm-hmm. Wayne, I think you agree. Well, I agree, but I, here's where I can see the advantage of using the powder over, like, what I use. I use the 777 pellets. Mm-hmm. So I'm either going to be shooting 100 <laughs> and if I need more, it's going to be 150. Right. Yeah. Um, to where if you're using powder that you measured, say I need 110 or 120, yeah. you know, I can fine can tune fine it with tune. powder yeah. that yep. you I can't do with yep. my pellets. Right. Or 90. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. Going down the other way. Right. You know, perfection and dialing it in and tuning in is what makes it the, your muzzleloader more accurate. Well, and the consistency, and, and I think Boob will agree that if you find out your gun shoots optimum at 110 grains, and that's what you need to shoot. 108. Or 108, that's yeah. what you need to shoot every time to keep that same consistency. Yeah. Now, let's talk yeah. show three yeah. here, segment three, uh, measuring out your powder. Tell our listeners how you measure your powder. Okay, if you're using black, loose powder, it goes by weight. It it honestly it goes by the weight. Let's just fifty grain, sixty, seventy, eighty, whatever, hundred. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, it goes by that weight. Now your Pyrodex and your triple sevens and stuff like that, it goes by volume. And that is loose powder. Yeah, it's yeah. loose powder. Okay, talk like, yeah, so they'll understand. Like, uh, it's like Pyrodex actually if you've got your 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 uh, flask with a tube on it or you've got your you know your your measure powder measure, you know, that'll go in ten grain increments, you know, as you pull it out or twenty grain increments. Uh when you pull it out there to a hundred grains, and you actually pour that out on a scale, mm-hmm. like a, you know a powder scale, mm-hmm. I think it'll probably you'll see the only way about eighty five grain, wow. maybe ninety. Because, huh. but it's equivalent. Its power is equivalent to one hundred grains Ooh, of black powder. I didn't powder. know that because it's a hotter powder. Yeah, it's a hotter powder, and it uh, but it's light. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and you know it's lighter than black powder. <laughs> so, so, so stuff made of them. What I want to reiterate here and emphasize to all the listeners, pay attention to the powder you use. Some powders may burn hotter than others. Yeah, so I have a question yep. here for you, Boob, because the powder measure that I have is one of the old brass ones that yep. pulls out Yeah, that, yep. that my father-in-law gave me that yep. he used with his flintlock, yeah. which was a yep. pure black powder gun. Yeah. So are the measurements uh-huh. on that going to be consistent for if I'm shooting Pyrodex or triple seven? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You just pull it out to the hundred grain if that's what you're going to shoot. Mm-hmm. Fill it up, and it usually some of them will have a just an open top. Some of them's got the little spout that you know swivels over, right? You know, to where it makes it a little easier to dump into your gun. And when it scrapes that off, they're yeah, they're real, very good okay. at measuring. You know, consistently load, load to load. Yeah, I just I just didn't know if maybe a, a you know a, a measurer that was built for Black powder measured the no, same no, as the one for all the others. Them, all of them, honestly, that it gives you that. Like I say, the volume. Gotcha. Like you, you pour black in, it goes off black. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, so you use that same measure, even though you know you, you run it up to a hundred grains or one hundred twenty grains. You're getting, you know, the the weight is maybe not that, but the volume is. Volume is. Okay. You're getting all more. Right. You're you're getting the power. You know, of with less, you're getting you're getting the power of black, but with less of it. Okay, you know, if if it makes sense. Sure, sure. (laughs) Well, it sounds to me, it sounds to me like you're almost comparing it to like how we tell people all the time. You know, try different uh, ammo when you're sighting in your turkey gun. You know, people yeah, are like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah, do I do six, sevens, eight? You, you know, because not, not, every, not every shell shoots the same. Exactly. You know, so you're going to need know, to find out what brand and all that different, works different best for your gun. gun. Different ammunition shoots right. And a shotgun. So if yeah. you change powders, you really kind of almost have to start all over. You know, making sure your gun mm-hmm. still sights the same. Yeah. All right, so Alex, you wanted to talk about bullets and and picking the right bullets to shoot with your gun. Yeah, oh, but there's different types of bullets out there, everybody. Bo- oh, bore driver. Okay. Bore driver is the one he was trying to think of. Yeah, with the Hornet. bore driver. Yeah, yeah. Bore yeah. driver. Yeah, driver. Yeah, bore driver. Okay, tell our listeners why it's important to select the right bullet, the right way to bullet, and talk about the weight differences, Boop. All right. You're, uh, well, some guns will prefer, even though they'll have the same twist rate, like some of these brand, these new muzzleloaders are, oh, man, they're getting up there like, what, one in 20 Eight, one in twenty-four twist, I think, or something, and uh, they can actually shoot a heavier bullet. Your slower your twist is, like my cap lock guns and my flintlock gun, they're all what they call, you know, they're they're 
uh, round ball twist, which is like one in sixty eight and seventy two. Mm-hmm. That's you know, one revolution in seventy two inches. Hmm. Well, your wow. your your new modern muzzle loaders, you know, if they're like one in twenty four or one in twenty eight, that is one complete twist of in twenty eight inches. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, mm-hmm. so they so they can actually shoot a little heavier bullet faster, or it'll spin it faster and stabilize it faster. That goes with any even centerfire rifles. You know, you're, you're this when you've got the smaller the number, like one in seven, one in eight, whatever. They'll shoot a like a twenty two caliber. They'll shoot a big bullet. One in fourteen type shoot light bullets. You know, because they just simply can't stabilize the bullet. Same way with muzzleloader. Uh, the uh, but you're like, <laughs> well, of course you get faster speeds out of a lighter bullet than you do a heavier bullet. But that's where you need to come and take different weights you maybe have a couple three different weights there for your muzzleloader to see which one it is or if you've got buddies you know that you can buddy up with so mm-hmm. hey let me try a couple three shots out of you with your bullet and you try a couple three with mine uh-huh. split the cost you know yeah yeah that way because it's you know yeah it helps it helps with the cost of it and you'll find out what your gun shoots now you now boo our listeners and like I say i took i've actually took a scale out there when i was playing with one of my old cap locks and sat there and weighed it out with our shot black powder, 60 grains. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it's where it absolutely shot the best. That's where it fit wow. that gun best. See there? Yeah, Listeners, that's what we're talking I, I about. I just started going from 50 and working my way up, shooting so many shots with each all the way up to 100 grains. And you still and got shot 100 grains really good, which would be best for hunting, but 60 grains is where it absolutely shot the very best. And you still had enough kinetic energy with that amount of powder with the bullet mass that you preferred to use oh, sure. with that gun. Yeah, it's 58 caliber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so think about it. Yeah. It may not be as fast. We're going to go to a break, everybody. Man, we're getting some great information here from Boo Brawley. And uh, if you want to learn how to muzzleload, you've got to be listening to our show here because this is some great stuff. Don't go away. We'll be back with more right after this. Right here, right now, this is Chancey Walters listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, the Ozark Herd Bull. Around your heart, so you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Hi everybody, this is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. How many of you need an attorney? If you're like me, sometimes you do. I go to Zane Prevet at the Prevet Law Office, Willow Spring, Missouri. No case is too big or too small. You can call Zane at 417-469-3535. Zane Prevet at the Brevet Law Office. This is Alex Rutledge, and he is my attorney. True North Tree Stands. Presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. Again, we are in the studio. This is the fourth segment of the radio show. Uh, we do have a bonus segment, and the bonus segment, Wayne, will explain that to you before we get into the final part here of the radio show. Yeah, to listen to more uh, of the bonus segment, to catch some unhear- unheard footage that you would not hear on the radio show, just go to your favorite podcast carrier, type in American Roots Outdoors, and just click on a subscribe, like, whatever, follow. They're all different <laughs> terminology yeah. they yeah. use, but yeah. click on it. You'll get the updates every time we release a new episode. Uh, if you missed any part of the radio show today, 
uh, and you you like, man, I, I bet you I missed some good information because uh, he's giving, website. he's giving a lot of information. Uh, you again, the entire radio show is also on the uh, the uh, podcast, so you can hear the whole thing again. Yeah, yeah, go, listen to go it while you're website. driving down the road. Yeah, go to our website. Yeah, yeah listen to everything. So, so Redbone's got a question. Yeah, I do. Boo, as, as we as we're sighting in the gun, and uh, you know we got our bullets put, uh, picked. We know how much powder we want to. We shoot. know what bullet we want. Yeah, we yeah. know what bullet we want, and. Uh, but I know that every time you shoot a muzzleloader, it leaves some powder residue in the barrel. Great question. And that changes what happens on the next shot. Inaccuracy. Inaccuracy. How often or after how many shots do you suggest people you know, run a patch down through the barrel to kind of clean that thing out before they take another shot? And a lot of it, too, depends on the powder you use. Sure. Some powder burns cleaner yeah. than others, so Boob's going to sure. touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um Depending on it, yes, depending on what the powder it is you're using, it burns, some burns cleaner, some, you know, of course, much dirtier. Okay, your bullet is dependent on when that powder goes off, you know, even though they're they're tight going down in the barrel. Okay, your bullet is dependent a lot on, on that when that powder goes off, it swells that back end of that, mm-hmm. especially your, your belted type, you know, without the sabot, you know, your non-sabot types will swell that out into the riflings. When that powder creates that pressure, okay, as it burns, going up that barrel, the uh, the powder, you know, it's leaving behind that residue from the burning, gets in between your 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 you got lands and grooves, okay, your grooves is what the land of this rifling you see, the groove is the between each rifling, you know, each one of the you know each one of the the lands, you know. Okay, it'll fill them up. Uh, it fills them up. It ain't got nothing to grip. It can't spin. So it's almost like shooting. It, 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 in a sense, it'd be there for a little bit. It's almost like shooting a smoothbore mm. because you you know the, it can't grip inside those in the riflings to cause it to because there's none there. It's caked up. Hmm. So uh, and you feel you know you times you load it like well I've shot it three times. And I, and the third one, I just couldn't hardly get down the barrel. You know, when you're trying to force that, you know, bullet, mm-hmm. well, it's caked up in there. So depending on what you use, like your Pyrodexes, your triple uh, sevens, some of them are, and especially in the pellet form, it seems to be a little worse than what it is in the loose. But, but um, I'm not liking what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love my pellets, but you're starting to talk me out. Yeah, they're, they're fine. I don't like pellets. I don't like them. Maybe three shots, you may tweak out. Three. Well, I do everything but, in one uh, shot, so you know it's not, yeah. they get hard, really hard. To, you almost have to drive them down with a hammer. Well, you don't want that. You're right. distorting your bullet and everything else. But uh, it don't hurt to clean them to run a patch down the barrel. You know, with your ramrod, which is the rod that comes with the gun, you know, that's, you know, right under your barrel. And your patch jag, which is the brass thing, you know, that you get, you mm-hmm. know, run it down the barrel a few times. Just get that stuff out of there. You can see, you know, you'll see the blackness. It'll just be just black, you know, and uh, and, and your gray colors, you know, and you'll get it cleaned out. Well, then you're cleaning your land, your, your grooves out. You know, and where the bullet can make contact with the barrel again and cause it to spin. Mm. You know, because you shoot it three, four, five times, and you're wondering, man, this group is starting to really grow. <laughs> well, there, <laughs> you know, there you go. That's why. 
you know, yeah. to give each thing a good test to see which one's really going to shoot the best, whether you need to clean. But don't forget to run a dry patch, mm-hmm. you know, two or three dry patches in there, you know, to get any of that moisture out. Because a lot of this powder, man, it'll suck up that water like a sponge, you know. So yes. you want to make sure you get all that out, or the solutions, whatever it is you're using. Sure. Uh, you know, you, you know the solutions. You know, there's many good ones out there. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, so general, yeah. So boob, general rule of thumb, I guess, for somebody if if you just wanted to establish something as you're starting to shoot, at least after every two shots, you need to clean that barrel. Yes, yes, yes. So so yeah. now tell our listeners now, boob, you're the one that pretty much because you and I've been doing this for many many years together. Uh, mm-hmm. We use soap and water. Warm or hot water with soap, dial, yep. not dial soap, but Dawn dish detergent. Yep. Any kind of dish detergent know. soap. And uh, yeah. how, how how much soap do you think they need to use? Oh, not much. Just a, just a little. To you make know, foam. Just, uh, and you want the water sucked just as hot as you can stand it. There you, you go. Know, to use it. You know, I mean, scalding there hot, you know, and it'll, and it dries, it dries real quick. Yeah. 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 And, and, and once you, you know, hot water evaporates. You know, but you know, is one of them. You be sure and use that bore butter or something. You know, equivalent. I want to say this on the breech plug, on my breech plugs and everything. Uh, And and again, you taught me this, and I've learned it from you and other people, and I've always known it. I always use bore butter on my uh, breech plug. Because yep. if you don't on the threads on the threads, because if you don't, it will uh-huh. seize up, and you got. We, we had to on one one time, didn't we? But we had to use a, a torch. To get yeah. one of the breech plugs out on yeah. one of my guns. Well, well, buddy, of mine made me. Oh, we had one come in down at the shop, that, and people are bad to over tighten them. They don't yes. need to be just snug. You just when you feel it tight, you know when it when it stops, just give it a light tweak. Yeah, you know that's all it needs. You know you don't need to tighten it like a. You know, like you're trying to <laughs> tighten the wheel up on well, a. They don't need 150 <laughs> pound torque on it, right? You know. What you need? Yeah, I'm about yeah. to back off on my strength. <laughs> I was going to say, I think people are just, they're freaking out because they're, they're, that black powder is exploding right next to their cheek, and they're like, I'm going to make sure nothing, nothing yeah. comes out of the threads yeah, on this thing. Super tight. No. Yeah. Uh, put that pipe wrench away. <laughs> Man, yeah, we, this made, is... we made a deal to put a, uh, like a, um, like a hammer drill on, mm-hmm. or made a wrench with a socket head, you know, yeah. where we could stick it on the drill, and it, you know, it hammered to get these, some of these breech plugs out. Wow. <laughs> That's how tight. I mean, it just takes a little bit. Boy, pop, 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 boy, out they'll come. But you can't break them loose with a, <laughs> you know, with the tool that comes with them by hand. I tell you what, we're going to do, everybody. We're, we're going to wrap up the show here for the radio part. We're going to do the bonus segment, but we're going to talk about how the correct way to make sure that your breech plug does not seize up on you again. We're going to emphasize, get more in depth with it, and how to break them loose with Boo Brawley's knowledge. We want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the radio show and uh, wish all the high school teams out there all across the country, Cape Girardeau to Springfield, Missouri, and the Mountain Home, Arkansas, Harrison, everywhere, uh, Popper Bluff for listening, and uh, best of luck to all the kids out there. And, Boo, we want to thank you for being on the show and stay on here for the bonus statement because, yeah. again, we're going to share more information on you how to fine-tune that muzzleloader. Red bone. All right, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never gotta worry what the wind might do. America.
for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Amped Outdoors presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. Wayne Lack, the bonus segment director of the podcast. Lead us in, brother. Yeah, I tell you, if you're listening, we want to appreciate you uh, joining us. And uh, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Four's okay. Five's better. I got some Hornady caps we're <laughs> going to give away. Yes, we got some Hornady caps. And I got a couple Hornady shirts. Uh, we can, over the next couple of weeks here, we'll give American away. American Root shirts. American, American Root podcast shirts we can give away. But uh, make sure you leave a review. Uh, again, we're going to be drawing a winner next week uh, for a Hornady hat shirt. Boob's going to donate some stuff, too. Yes, he is. Yep. He's keeping that a secret, though, what it is. So yeah. you, you'll be shocked in the mail when you get it. Next, so. next show, we'll. Yep. Yeah. Well, that now sounds what good. it is. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, pick her up, Wayne. Yeah. When you uh, when we left off, we were talking about problems with breech plugs, and you were talking about the uh, having to use a, an impact wrench to get them off and that. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I've been there. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about because I have left mine in. You know, you get in a rush. You get home. You get sidetracked. Uh, especially when you have eight kids running around the house. Uh, next oh thing goodness. you know, you know, you forgot it was raining. You come two yeah. weeks later, and it's like start. It's seized, and you have to get mm. it out. So there's all kinds of problems that will uh, you can incur. But what are some of the things to help prevent that problem? Well, uh, like I say, but when we left off, uh, mm-hmm. is to one is not over tighten it. Yeah, you know they don't have to be that tight. Uh, that now we're talking, you know, the ones that you know the multiple thread. They got the new quick release, you know, breech plugs and all that nowadays, which is you know super good. And um, but yet they still got the old, you know, the old, you know, multiple thread ones. And uh, once you take them, you know, once you clean that gun, make sure you clean in the right in the threads. You know, take a a tight fitting patch of some sort. Twist it good. Put some good solvent on it, or you know, like I say, you know, real hot water. Twist it in there and get them threads as clean as possible. And the same thing with the breech plug. Clean it off. I use a you brush, all that the, like a toothbrush. Use an old toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get in there and scrub them threads out. You know, I mean, it just takes a little bit. You know, another minute. You know, when you're cleaning, it's all it takes. You know, to clean. You know, scrub that thing up good. Yeah, no doubt. You know, get it uh, good and clean, and then put a boar butter, uh, anti-seize. Uh, you know, there's a variety of fine, good, good. You know, things you put on it out there, some kind of a good, just grease. You know, just make sure that they won't seize and rust in there. Right now, one of the things that uh, we touched just a little bit on last week, but I, I would like you to bring it up again, is and that breech plug. You know, do you dry fire a cap through it? Do you like doing that? And then also the importance of looking through that breech plug before you even go out to make sure there's no obstruction, because it's so yep. easy to you know yep. look through it. If you don't see light coming through that pinhole, yep. you're going to have yep. a problem. <laughs> yep. We soak soap, soapy water too, don't we? Yep, yep, yep. Get her, get her all good and clean. So the water, I tell you, you take that breech plug and drop it in your bucket that you're using to, you know, put your hot water. Just leave it laying there, and it'll start dissolving. You'll see that water start dissolving all that stuff away, yeah. you know, on its own. And then, um, you know, when the 
of course, just get her out and, like I say, you know, give her a little scrubbing with an old brush and stuff like that. And two, you know, that, that to get the hole good and cleaned out, you know, in that thing, uh, you know, a piece, you know, get you a, just a, a piece of wire of some sort. A pipe you know, cleaning. It'll fit through the hole. You know, run it up in there, make sure that, you know, that's good and cleaned out, you know, and ready for the next time, you know, you want to, you know, you're going to go hunting with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and my tell folks are thinking, man, this is a lot of stuff I got to have. <laughs> but, but a lot of times your, yeah. your, your nipple loader or your nipple wrench will, will have a, a screw that comes out and there's a wire in it mm-hmm. that you can yep. use to clean yep. that breech yep. plug. Right. Cap, you know, so a lot of those yep. will come with your uh-huh. kit when you, if you buy one of the kit guns. Right. Yep. Uh huh. Or, or if you buy the yeah. shooting kit extra. But uh, I, so, move up, you know, the, the question I've got, and, and, and I, I know that everybody should do this cleaning, what is the reason? I mean, what if there's somebody out there that says, well, you know what, I don't ever take my breech club out, I just clean out the hole. Is that a good thing to do, or do you need to make sure that thing is clean? Yeah, you need to make sure the breech plug is clean, because if you ever do have to take it out and replace it, which some of them need to be replaced once in a while, because... Mm-hmm. You know the they they don't last forever. Sure. You know, even if you shoot if you're if you shoot it quite a bit, because some of them, you know, have the little ring that'll hold your tool nun primer in there. Little the little metal ring goes around right where that primer goes in and gives a little friction to hold it in place. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then will then will then will break. Uh. So and if you don't keep your breech plug clean and where you can take it in and out. When you start reading, you get ready to take that. You have to take that breech plug out. I've seen them break where mm. the wrench goes in mm. to where the, you know, it, it's like a big screwdriver. Okay, yeah. it fits up in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen them snap pieces off, and you're in <laughs> Then you're in trouble. trouble. Things get, you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah, so if you, if you will take it out and clean it, when you know, like like it's, supposed to be and some of them are a ranch too a ranch head some of them are a socket head some of them are just a slot you know depending on the model and how old and you know different things like that and the ranch heads of course a lot easier you put the socket on them you know and take them out you can get but uh they're a little more durable you know than the one that takes the old slot you know like the old big screwdriver and so i guess to, to kind of sum that all up is if you're shooting a weapon there's no reason mm-hmm. to take any shortcuts. That's right. I guess that's the point that I was hoping yeah. that we would make here. Yeah. Is don't take shortcuts. Yeah. Not only could it cost you, uh, you know, harvesting a deer or whatever you're shooting mm-hmm. at, it could damage the gun, and the gun gets damaged. It could damage you. I mean, these things, yeah. sometimes they will fly apart. You they, bet. They can. And that's I can tell you crucial. something else, too, that I've seen uh, a delay in fire. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. If it ain't clean, it ain't clean. And I've I've seen this, boy. You go pow, and you hear the primer pop. <laughs> okay, there's a little burning ember still there, Uh-oh. trying to get through. <clears throat> and then you you actually can lay that. You think, well, it ain't gonna go off, and you and boom, huh. the thing goes off. And it, because you ain't because that you haven't cleaned the you know the the touch hole. I get well yeah. touch hole on on a planter but the hole you know your uh that you know your fire goes through from your primer through your breech plug and it it has to blow an obstruction out of the way before it can get to the powder mm-hmm. 
you know, and some M209 primers are pretty powerful, you know, but if it leaves just that burning, just that little, your delay, and you, if, if, if it goes pow, don't take it off your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, man, this has been a great show. sure that it ain't going to go off. Yeah, and I got a, 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 just a, a quick thing on that. I had a buddy of mine, uh, Jason, we went to a, a shooting private shooting range, and they just built this brand new uh, canopy for the, the, you know, to keep you out of the weather and that for, at their shooting range, poured brand new cement and all that. He had that happen. Yep. It went pow, nothing happened. So instead of keeping the gun pointed down range, which is what you always got to do, <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. just he 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 picks it up and he's he's holding it and he's like looking at it like I wonder what happened. You know, why it didn't go off? Did I forget to put? But well, while he's holding it up in the air, it went off and put mm. a, a hole right through their brand new roof that they just mm. when we were the first group ever in that that new building. <laughs> I don't think I would have told that one, Wayne. Oh, he was there. He was there. <laughs> the, the, the owner was there when it happened, and they, we all laughed about it. But poor Jason, it scared him to death. Hey, everybody, another wonderful show, show two. We're going to wrap it up right here. And uh, you got to listen to show number three because it's going to be called You're Ready. You're Ready to Hunt. So we're going to prepare you again, walk you through everything real quick in show three, and tell you some things, how to keep your powder dry, how to keep the gun in shooting condition during wet conditions. Boob, you've been a wonderful, wonderful guest, and we appreciate you being a part of this uh, show and the three-part series. And, folks, if you want to learn more from Boob, you can always go up to uh, Brawley's Powder Horn in Winona and exactly. sit, sit around the shop and, and just uh, and bring your guns and shoot. Yeah. yeah. And go out to the range and you shoot. Is that right? You bet. you got it's a Facebook free. page, too, don't you, Boob? Do what? Do you have a Facebook page people can reach out to you? No, 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 no. Don't have a Facebook. Not into no. that. No. No. Well, what, what is your phone number if people want to give you a holler? Uh, 573 8390. There you have it, folks. Boob Brawley, Brawley's Powder Horn. Show number two is a wrap. Redbone. When your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. <laughs>